welcome to day 32 of our Lent reading plan. We are following the life and teachings of Jesus through the book of John. Take the next few moments to listen to scripture read over you and pray or journal through the prompts that follow. Quiet your heart. Invite the spirit to move in your heart and mind. John chapter 11, verses 45 to 57. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. John chapter 11, verses 45 to 57. This passage is right after the one where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Imagine if you were watching Lazarus walk out of the grave. Imagine that you saw those around him having to take the grave clothes off this man who had been dead for several days and whose body should have been decomposing. We want to think we would be in awe of Jesus. We want to think we would ask, who is this Jesus? That's where we start today's passage. In verse 45, many of the Jewish people who had came to comfort and console Mary end up believing in Jesus. We think, if you saw that happening, how could you not? The reality is that not everyone was so taken with Jesus. Some see that it is their role to go to the Pharisees to give them a report. Instead of being in awe of Jesus, they resort to being the eyes and ears of the religious leaders, those in political power. The Pharisees then end up joining with the chief priests to call a meeting of the ruling body of the day, the Sanhedrin. Compared to our day, this group is the president, his cabinet, the Congress, and the Supreme Court all rolled together. These people in power know the practical implications of people following Jesus. They know that they will lose power, and they don't want any of that. 
They're the ruling class. They're the ones people look to. They are making themselves rich at others' expense. But they lack the self-awareness to examine their own hearts and motives. They think, let's blame it on the Romans. If Jesus is successful, we'll lose our beloved temple. Never mind that God has not been president in it for centuries, and that the nation will perish. Yes, they say, that's why we must do this. So they do what people through the centuries have done. They plan in secret. They conspire to keep their power. They seek for a way to kill Jesus and stop his threat to their power. Jesus knows what he is saying has political implications. He knows he is calling out their establishment, those more concerned with their power than a relationship with God through him. He has called them out repeatedly. He knows their hearts are far from God and they will have none of it. So he stops going from town to town in Judea and stays away from the religious leaders. He goes to the wilderness for his time has not yet come. 13 miles northeast of Jerusalem, he stays in the wild and uncultivated village of Ephraim with his disciples. This is the calm before the storm. In reality, because of who Jesus is, he is always disrupting the status quo. Because of the fall and sin invading humanity, each of us wants to be our own ruler. Each of us wants to maintain our personal power base. We want to set the rules. Each of us wants nothing to do with bending our knee and admitting that Jesus is the only rightful ruler of our lives. We fight each day to preserve our power, the ability to call the shots in our own lives. But Jesus challenges us. He woos us. He puts his power on display around us. Sometimes we respond in awe like those in Bethany, but sometimes we respond with pushing him away and secretly planning how we can preserve our own power. It's easy to think that we are different than the religious rulers of his day, but deep down, if we're honest with ourselves and with him, we blame others for why we need to preserve our own power. The economy is unstable. There's a new virus. God doesn't appear to be taking care of me. And so Jesus waits. It's the calm before the storm that he alone is the answer to. We are more like the religious leaders than we care to admit. Let's pray. Father, like the Apostle Paul, sometimes I can't believe my own actions. I know what I need to do to submit to Jesus and the authority he is, but I admit my heart wants its own power. It likes to think I can control life. It dislikes admitting that you are the one true sovereign of the universe, me included. It learns to worship creative things rather than the creator of all. Thank you for this season in our world, reminding us what is important by stripping away the other things of life. I invite you to use this time to refine and purge me of being power hungry. Help me to repent of my own sin. Open my heart so that I may hear your truth, embrace it fully, and rest in your magnificent power and lavish grace. Amen.